You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Faithful God. I want to just share a few things before we get into the service proper. And I believe that um, every opportunity to be taught the Word of God is a blessing. Is a blessing. Christianity. And the effectiveness of it is based on knowledge, revelation knowledge, is based on knowledge. You can't enjoy your Christianity beyond what you know. You can't enjoy salvation beyond the level of knowledge. Praise the Lord. And so, every opportunity you have to be fed with knowledge, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Because it's an opportunity to be more effective, to grow, to be all that God wants you to be. I'm going to read one or two portions of scripture and then I'll build on what I've read. There are times where we gather like this. I even want to start by explaining the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because no matter how we've explained that, you still see people that have, might not have heard it or people that don't understand it. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. I'll start with Jeremiah 3:15. It says there, can we read it together? Want to go? And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That means that with the language the scripture is using, saying feed you. That means knowledge and understanding, there's a nourishment it brings to you. Glory to God. Are we together? He said, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Why is knowledge and understanding what they will feed you with? Because that's what you need. Glory to God. That's what you need. Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. And so anytime you come to church, anytime you come for service, um, you know, sometimes people come to service and say, oh, I just, I just want to enjoy the music. Oh, I just want to meet somebody. Thank God for all those extras. Those are extras. The core of what the church is supposed to do in your life is to feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge of the word of God. Understanding of the ways of God. 
Now, um, there's a popular scripture in Isaiah 55. I'll read maybe from verse 7. Just to give some background. I think... I'll read from 7 through to 11. It says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So the core, the focus here is your way and your thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Now, the day you got born again, what happened to you automatically is that you have come into the way. Amen? That's what happened. Because Jesus is the way. Amen? So you've come into the way. In old and early church days, how they ask people whether you're born again, they say, are you in the way? Amen. Say, I'm in the way. Amen. I've known the way. Alright? I've known the way. So, this scripture is not talking to you as the one that doesn't know his way. It's talking to the man that has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Of course, it's Old Testament. Now, but the truth is that even if you've known his way, it, he, you can know his way instantly, but it takes time to know his thoughts. Amen. Did you hear me? All right? You can embrace the way instantly. That means the moment you got born again, you are in the way. But when it comes to God's thoughts, it is through this feeding with knowledge and understanding. Amen. You start developing the thoughts of God. Everybody has the way he thinks. And your experience is part of what produces how you think. So, through the scriptures... God begins to affect how you think. So the scripture says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Next verse, verse 9. Um, I'll read down through to 11. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That means thoughts are on levels. Amen. Are we together? So my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Let me read one more. Verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of... Sorry, verse 11. It does not turn. That God fall out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Now, what he's saying here is that how you get his thoughts is through his word that comes from his mouth. Amen. All right? Through his word. Through his word. As I'm talking to you now, I'm communicating God's thoughts to you. Okay? I'm communicating how God thinks. I will give an example. A good example. Now, when the children of Israel were running away or leaving Egypt, and they got to the shore of the Red Sea, the shores of the Red Sea, 
naturally, if you were in that kind of position, what is the thought that will come to your mind? How will we swim? Which boat will we use? Are you understanding me? Or we are finished. Are you understanding me? We are finished. No way. But you see, because God's thoughts are higher than your human thoughts, where your thoughts stop, glory to God. It's like, <laughs> that's not even the point that God's thoughts start. Amen. This superiority of his thoughts over human thoughts. Human thoughts are limited. Glory to God. Human thoughts are limited. That's why when we come to some places or in life, we say, oh, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing else. There's nowhere to go. But God doesn't see it that way. Amen. For example, this year, God has spoken to us as a year of possibility. The only way that you can enjoy such possibilities is that you are thinking the thoughts of God. Amen. Because if you're not thinking the thoughts of God, you will be stuck. You will meet impossible situations. You will meet impossible situations. Have you not seen where believers get to a place where they are praying, uh, they are stuck, then they start praying until an idea now comes. How, where did the idea come from? It's the thought of God. I was sharing how um, I had a business interest years ago with a group of people, and something went wrong, you know, and it was going to cost me a lot of money, a loss, a great loss. And it was something about documentation. It was going to cost me a lot, a lot of money, a, a great loss. I looked at everything, and so we fixed the final meeting, the kind of meeting that they're supposed to come with their lawyers, and I'm supposed to come with a lawyer also to finalize it. And then, if I didn't have a way out, I have to pay the money. Now, as we, as we fixed the meeting the next day, in my mind, there's no way out. Amen. That's, as I'm talking to you, naturally speaking, there is no way out. I will have to pay the money. So I went back home and I just spent time praying. Praying and praying and praying and praying. An idea just came. Praise God. Now, there is no how I would naturally have thought of that. And so, instead of calling a lawyer in the meeting, I didn't call anybody. I came by, to the meeting for my, by myself. Amen. <laughs> and the thing looks funny because they had um, two people from the office, you know, senior uh, managers from the office. You know, it had to do with IT stuff, you know. And then, then they had the lawyer. And I, me, I, I was alone. They like, ah, where, where is your lawyer? I said, don't worry. I said, okay. And I remember the opening speech of the person. He said, just for the sake of formality, we're having a meeting. You already know. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you already know where the thing is going to go. But we're having a meeting for formality's sake. They presented the thing again that I already knew about. I said, okay. And I said, what about... And I pointed out what was in the documents. Now, that was not... Don't tell me. It was not that... It's not intelligence. No. It's not intelligence. It was the leading of the Spirit. Glory to God. And they checked it, and if what I'm saying is correct, then I'm not going to pay a dime. Glory to God. So, they said, they like to talk among themselves. They talk, you know that type of picture you say, they talk tired. You they talk and talk and talk and talk. And then they came back. Said, okay, no problem. That's how I didn't pay that money. Amen. Now, what I'm trying to say is that God's thoughts are higher than human thoughts. In my mind, there was no way out of that situation. I would not be able to solve that problem. But when I started praying, higher thoughts started coming. Hallelujah. 
Now, there, there are two things I want to say about this. The first part is um, allowing God stretch your mind. Amen. Are we together? What we call enlargement of heart. Allowing God stretch your mind. There are some people that have not allowed God stretch their minds. That means that uh, they just they always think within a narrow space. You understand that? Their thinking is like permit me to do like this. Their thinking is like this. <laughs> Are you understanding me? That's just like that. You measure it like that. It's just it's just in a narrow space. They can't think out of that space. Then there are some people that God has stretched their mind. Their thinking is like this. Amen. If you put them in a situation, the way they see it is different. Listen, the word of God, the word of God has the ability to stretch your mind. Amen. And so anybody that opens his mind to God's word cannot have a small mind. Amen. Alright? Listen, if you listen to the gospel, the gospel is not a local message. It's a global message. Amen. That's why I keep talking about the world, the world, the world, the world. Alright? For God so loved the world. And then it talks about to the ends of the earth. So anybody that embraces the gospel, it starts affecting your mind. Hallelujah. Are you with me? It starts affecting how you think. Because God is the owner of the whole world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So when you start thinking the way God thinks, your mind, it starts stretching your mind. You stop thinking small. Amen. You stop thinking mediocre. Glory to God. You stop thinking backward. You know, there are people that are always thinking backward. You know, they're always thinking backward. You stop thinking backward. You come to a point in your life, I was talking to someone one time, and you know these kind of people that don't, that believe that the success of another person is their failure. You know, there are people that believe like that. Hello? You are quite like you are one of them. Amen. There are, there are some people that have a problem. They, they act like the success of another person is their failure. Let me put it another way. They act like the shine of another person is their own dim. Amen. No, sir. No, ma. Listen. That's a small mind. That's a small mind. That's a small mind. If you're thinking like that, then something is not right in your mind. Okay? Because the truth is this. As they say, the sky is too big. Amen. Glory to God. No matter how somebody is succeeding, there is space for you. You didn't hear me, oh. No matter the impact somebody is making, even if it's in your field, there is space for you. Glory to God. So, don't ever think that someone's shine is your dim. Someone's success is your failure. No. That's a small mind. And so, when you start allowing God's word affect your thinking, what it does to you is that it makes you see that regardless of what is going on in another person's life, you are no more worried about another person's success. You are even inspired. You are excited. Hallelujah. Alright? You are no more talking and thinking like someone that has a small mind. That is always thinking about how, you know, that suppose all they, all they do in life is try to get somebody else to fail. Or somebody else not to succeed. Or someone's, what somebody is doing not to work. If you channel that energy into what you are doing, you will shine. Amen. Glory to God. It's a small mind that makes someone channel energy in the wrong direction. Are we together? 
someone once said, he said, people that back bite will have to be at the back. Amen. They can't, be, they can't front bite. Are you understanding me? They have to be at the back. So people that all they do, I, 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 someone, there's a quote, it's a popular quote. He said, small minds discuss people. Amen. Great minds discuss ideas. So, some people, all they do is just discuss another person. Have you heard? Have you heard? Oh, this one. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? It is true that there are some people that make the news. Amen. Are we together? They make the news. Then others read the news. Amen. Are we together? So you, you have to make up your mind. And it happens that you are allowing God stretch your mind. You are allowing God stretch your mind. There's a way someone's mind has been impacted with God's word. Hears something. There's a way they listen to something. There's a way they pay attention to something. Glory to God. There's a way. There's a, way they can, there's a, there's a kind of questions they will ask. Then someone that has a small mind... <laughs> a small mind and a great mind will have the same opportunity but do different things with it. Amen? They will have the same opportunity. The same opportunity. But they won't do the same thing with it. They won't do the same thing with it. This year, for you to see possibilities, you have to allow the word affect your mind, affect your thinking, broaden it, stretch it, so you're not thinking within a small space. You know, there are people that act like, I remember a, a story of a fellow that was building a house. He got a portion of land and built a house and forgot to put a garage. That means in his mind, he never planned to own a car in his life. It's, it's not, are you understanding me? It's not, you know, it, it, it didn't occur to him. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. It didn't occur to him. It didn't occur to him. That's what happens with a small mind. So, every day you hear God's word is an opportunity to stretch your mind. You start seeing the possibilities of God. Your mind starts accepting those possibilities. That you might be here in Port Harcourt, but there's nowhere you can't go. Did you hear me? No, you didn't hear me. I said, you might be here in Port Harcourt, but there's nowhere you can't go. Praise God. You might be seated here now, but there's so much that can happen in your life. Praise God. That's, that's, that's the kind of thinking I'm talking about. That's the kind of thinking I'm talking about. You know, um, I was talking about a group of people that um, <laughs> have you heard someone say something like, hmm, when I get money, eh, what I will do, eh, that's a small mind talking. Amen. 
And what they are planning to do is something stupid. Amen. Something foolish. And that's why they don't even have the money in the first place. Glory to God. That's why they don't have the money in the first place. Oh, if I have money, ah, I will show this person. Ah, th- just thank God I don't have money. That means that his mind is so small that his own motive for money is a very, very weak motive. Unreasonable motive for money. But when God's word affects you, you're not saying, if I have money. You say, when I will have the money, the kind of money that I'm stretching for. This, and you are planning in that line already. And it's always for good. Amen. It's not, <laughs> we used to joke about a guy that anytime he receives money in his account or he receives a large amount, he say, my enemies will bow. Amen. <laughs> yes, just like if you just receive an alert now, you just say, my enemies will bow. That means that it's always about his enemies. Don't think like that. Listen, I want to correct something in your heart. If you are here and your, your plan for success is a plan to belittle someone, dishonor someone, shame someone, then you don't have the same plan with God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. You don't have the same plan with God. You don't have the same plan with God. I once met a, a young boy in a family of a lot of elder brothers. And all those elder brothers were so mean to him. Now, when I say mean, I'm not talking about there are people that complain about people being mean to them and people are not actually mean to them. It's just that they, if, if, if they were with you, you would do the same thing to them. Are you understanding me? Okay, it's not that anybody was mean to them. But this particular story, I am aware that the elder ones are mean to him. He was the first to get, gain admission in his family. Maybe he had like three or four elder brothers. He was the first to gain admission. He's, and he's the last boy. So, um, I don't know what that meant to them, but let me give you an example of what an elder brother did to his younger brother. He took his documents and burnt them. Hello? Because um, he had some documents that were, they were damp. So he took them out and kept them to dry. When the brother came, he just lit this thing on them. It was burning when he came out. Now, I can imagine that. So, he seemed to have an excuse to be bitter. Then, he said something to me. He said, anytime I want to sleep in class, I'm getting tired. I remember that I have to read, pass and get a good job so that we show my brothers. His bitterness was his motivation. <laughs> his bitterness was his motivation. He would say, anytime I, I, I'm in class, I don't feel like reading or I'm just tired, I'm, I'm not taking school seriously. I remember that I have to show my brothers. So I will read. 
So one of the days I sat with him and I told him, you have to change your motivation. Hallelujah. You have to allow God's word give you the right motivation. Everybody say the right motivation. I want you to just pray a prayer. Lift your right hand and say in the name of Jesus. In this year 2019, give me the right motivation. Let me explain what I mean by right and wrong motivation. Sometimes two of us want to do the same thing, but the motivation is different. There are some people that want to preach the gospel. Alright? They want to preach the gospel. And preaching the gospel is a good thing. But they, why they want to preach the gospel is that they want to be popular. Praise God. Then some others want to preach the gospel because they want money. They think that if they preach the gospel, they'll get money. Then, are you understanding me? So, it's the same gospel they want to preach, but the motivation is wrong. And the truth is that wrong motivations will cause you to stumble. Amen. Alright? Wrong motivations are stumbling blocks on the path to success. They are stumbling blocks. It might not trip you now, but by and by, it will trip you. Glory to God. Wrong motivations. There are some people that are getting married because they want to prove a point. Amen? Ah, bet me too, married. <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> you know? No, marry for the, for, for, for the reason that you are supposed to marry. You want to raise a family. You've met someone you love, you want to get married to. Amen. Not because you want to show anybody. And what God's word helps us do from time to time is to correct and give us the right motivations. The right motivations. The right motivations. Then you begin to ask, okay, why, why are you in faith for possibilities this year? What do you want to do with the possibilities? Amen. What do you want to do with the possibilities? What is, what, what, what is that about? I've told this story before about a brother in church years ago. That was long even before we came to um, the venue at number 7, Sunday Abachi Road. Even before we came to the venue at, uh, what's the other place now? O.J. Maroni, yeah. We were still at Pin Place, Rumokuta there. So this brother... He didn't even tell me. And like at, at, I saw him. You know, it comes to me, he won't come for you to pray for him and all that. And all. He was making arrangements to travel to the U.S. And he got the visa. He was able to raise the money to get a ticket. So his cell leader was depending on him for their cell outreach. They had a cell program coming up. So, I'm trying to remember how much it was. Like 5,000 naira or so he promised to give. You know? And that was like, for the sell, that was like the bulk money the sell leader was expecting to do the program. So, the sell leader will call, he will say, tomorrow. He will call, he will say, uh, in the afternoon. I'm coming, I will see you now. So, the sell leader, and that, that well, all of, I believe most of us have learned the cell leader was so dependent and confident in him that all the plans were based on that money. And then, the guy didn't show. The cell leader was sad, disappointed, that's in despair. You understand that? Didn't know what to do. Now, the cell leader didn't know what was going on with him. What the cell leader's pain was, was, why will he disappoint me like this? 
And in her tears, she said, God will punish him wherever he is. <laughs> we said, why are you talking like that? No, no, don't say that. He said, no, God, God will punish him wherever he is. It was in pain, she said it. This was many years ago. Now, that's her own story. Let me tell you his own story. His own story was that on that period, the was calling him. He was either on his way to the airport or doing, you know, running around for his travel. Instead of him to say, I won't be around. Are you understanding me? Or, oh, I, I, I don't have the 5,000 hours. Take this amount of money. You know? He kept telling her, don't worry, I'm coming. Just, where are you? Stay there, stay there. Just sit down there. I will meet you. Meanwhile, he was traveling. He said, Pastor, Pastor, I was running away from Nigeria. I was to go for a conference, but if I enter America, I'm gone. He said, God knows something. <laughs> he said, when I, I flew and arrived, I have reached America. Is that type you say, who can stop me now? Just at the point to check his, document, uh, his passport for him to get into the country. Last point, of, last spot of call. Last. He'd come off the plane. So he gave his passport to the person. And they said, what's the conference you're coming for? And he told the conference. He checked. He said, but the conference is ending today. Say yes. Sir, if it has ended, what are you still coming to do? He said, okay, he wasn't able to get the ticket earlier. That's why he's coming in now. No. He said, ah, if the conference you are coming for is ending today, then there's no need for you to come into the country. Back. <laughs> they bounced him. Put him back on another plane. And he came back to Nigeria. Before then, I think we were trying to reach him. Nobody was able to reach him. Now he was the one reaching people. Are they around? <laughs> so he sat down and explained everything to me. Now, thank God it happened this way. But I said to him, I said, that was wrong. And there are a lot of people that put themselves in those kind of situations. Listen, spiritual things are spiritual things. Tell your neighbor, spiritual things are spiritual things. Glory to God. The right motivation is so important. For success, for the year 2019, for your business. Alright? Very important. Why do we renew our minds sometimes? We are correcting the motive why we do what we do. Praise God. You could be in a position where an opportunity will come for you to act like someone that doesn't have the right motivation. You correct yourself. Amen. Correct yourself. Correct yourself. Hallelujah. I went somewhere and they introduced me. Reverend Dr. <laughs> so I came and said, I'm not doctor. Amen. Reverend, yes, but I'm not doctor. So we have just left it like that. No, 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 no. That doesn't add anything to me. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. 
It doesn't make me feel any better. We are not in ministry to impress anybody. When we were at OJ Maroni, that was about the time IBB was contesting for presidency against, I believe it was against Obasanjo, if I'm not mistaken. That would have been the year 2003, that they've done their first tenor, 2003, or is it the build-up for 2007? It was 2003, I guess. So there's a man that used to come around and look for me. He was a politician. At that time, he was like the wealthiest man that used to come around church. But his aim was to rope me into youth mobilization politics. And I said, I'm not interested. Glory to God. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. If you don't have the right motivation, know what happens to you? You will jump at opportunities that are not the correct opportunity. Amen. Hello. Let me use a simple illustration, the one that all of you can relate with. Have you seen someone that people that used to wash money duped? You know, washing money, fraud. Uh, what do you call that thing now? It's fraud now, right? 419, yeah, but it's uh, where they will tell you that uh, uh, they have a chemical, you know. Some of you have not heard it before, so let me, tell, let me say it. Because um, the first time I heard this thing, was in 1984. I am surprised that in 2000 and something, they are still doing it to somebody. Amen. Are you hearing me? I said the first time I heard them that they did it to somebody was 1984. Is there anybody that was born here in 1984? Uh-huh. So 1984 is when I first heard that they came to wash money and duped somebody. 1984. That's the first time I heard it. I was surprised that as an adult, they are still doing that same trick in 1984 to somebody in 2000. Let's not go far. This church, they did it to somebody last year. 2018. Amen. I'm like, so I started telling myself that when I'm telling the story, I will not assume that everybody knows what I'm talking about. So let me tell you the trick. In case you are one of the people that used to do those tricks here, I'm busting you. They will always meet you at a junction or on the road. The person will tell you that he stole money from his allergy, or he stole money, or sometimes they will be speaking French, all right, or like they are not from another African country. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So when they meet you, they will show you something. On top of it will be real money. Under it is just paper. Then, they will take some notes and pour something on it. it. You will see it change to real money. Then they will tell you that they need more chemical to wash out. The money here is up to 100 million. If they wash it out, they will share it equally with you. From that day, you have been employed. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, most of the time, 
you start looking for money. You start lying to people that are your friends or your loved ones, telling them, I have a problem, I have a problem. If you can just help me with 20,000, I have a problem. Uh, to get the money, you will drop the first one. They will tell you it's not enough. You will keep dropping and dropping and dropping until everybody will disappear. Alright? So, it's a washing money thing. <laughs> Do you know why people fall into that trap? Wrong motivation. Amen. Somebody told you from the beginning. You know what? When they even do that thing to you, you cannot even tell police. Because the guy told you that he stole the money from his ogre. <laughs> Amen. That's the first problem. Are you understanding me? He stole the money. So, you want to be involved to share stolen money. That's the first thing. And what makes people fall into that? You have to be gullible to fall into that. If not, so it surprises me even when believers fall into that kind of thing. Amen. Somebody says, I'm not interested. I don't care how much it is. I'm not interested. That's not how God's going to prosper me. Amen. Glory to God. But when the right motivation is not there, the person will follow. Until something goes wrong. So, as long as you don't have the right motivation, there will be stumbling blocks on the path to your success. Hallelujah. If it's the right motivation for money, whether it's the right motivation for whatever, the right motivation is important. Sometimes you need to sit and ask yourself, why, why, why do I want to have money? Or let's put, it, let's put it this way. Why do I want to have more money? What am I going to do with it? Say, <laughs> more money. Amen. Glory to God. I will show them. <laughs> if I will show them, it's still inside your heart. Correct it. It might take time, but correct it. You'll be amazed how certain things will just start arranging themselves around you. Amen. How suddenly to start arranging themselves around you? If God gave you the opportunity to meet an influential person, what will you do with that open door? Amen? What will you do with that open door? Let's assume in our country now, maybe you met with the governor or you met with... What would you do with it? If the right motivation is not there, know what will happen? You see, maybe the person was uh, uh, in the music team, he was singing. Now, because he has met governor, he's not coming for choir practice, he's not coming for... Are you understand? Nothing, 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 nothing. Until, the, because you follow the governor, he will now lose the election. Because you are a loser too. Amen. I'll end with this story. There's this brother that used to come to church years ago this was before 2003 it would have been the year 2002 if I'm not mistaken either 2001 or 2002 and uh, he was he was he wasn't living too far away so he was always around always around he would come after the service pastor pray for me pastor speak a word over my life pray for me you know, like that, like that. I haven't forgotten his name, but I, was, I still remember the face. So, 
I'll pray with him. Then miraculously, he was in faith for a car. Man, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. Today, we have several people in church that have cars. At that time, we didn't have so many people that had cars. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So, if one person has a car, it means a lot. Amen. So, he, he got a car. I still remember the car. You know? So, he brought the car. We dedicated the car. Oh, we're so excited for him. You know, this was a miracle. God has blessed him. Not long after he got the car. I didn't see him in one of the services. I can't remember now whether it was a th- uh, midweek or Sunday service. I didn't see him in one of the services. So I met him in the next service. And I said, ah, what happened? I didn't see him in the service. He said, my car, my car was giving me, so I couldn't come out. After a while, it happened again. So, uh, I didn't have food, so I just stayed at home. Uh, you that was coming to church, whether, when you didn't even have car, now... So, one excuse after the other. Oh, the car was not okay. He didn't have fuel. Oh, he was so tired. One story, one story, one story. Do you know I'm telling this story? Maybe somebody needs to be given the right motivation. Amen. So, well, I said, look, you have to be coming to church. He said, I will come, I will come, I will come. You know that type of said, I will come, he's doing his khaki. I will come, I will come, I will come. I will come. Levels have changed. Amen. Amen. When you, if you don't have car, you don't understand what we go through. We car owners. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. You will not understand what we go through these car owners. Then the next time I saw him, he came to church. There was no service in the afternoon. <laughs> Amen. I was in the office. He just landed. He asked to see me. They called me out. So, I'm like, okay, yeah, what can I help you? He said, Pastor, we, we need to pray. <laughs> I said, what happened? He said, Pastor, they snatched his car. Coincidentally, I keep telling the story. It was on Sanya Bacha Road, they stole the car. Church of Arum Okuta at that time. Sanya Bacha, just close to this junction. That's where they collected the car for him. They threw him to jump into the gutter. You know. The gutter by the road there. That's so, and I, so I was really concerned. You know, they stole his car. So I was not like, um, okay, did you see the faces of the people? He said they, said they stopped him like, uh, like they wanted to drop. You know, he used to use it to um, do, we didn't paint it, but he used to use it to do, you know. So he said they stopped him. So he stopped. No, no, there were robbers. As they stopped, they pointed a gun at him and picked and took the car. So I asked him, did you, did you see their face? He said, yes, yes, yes. But pa- Pastor, when they pointed, they go, I forgot their face. <laughs> he said, Pastor, we need to pray, you know, for the car to come back. <laughs> so I encouraged him and, okay, have you reported to police? Have you done that? We did try to do all of that. It's not me that talked to him. The next afternoon, he was in church. <laughs> Hey God. Amen. He will come to church in the afternoon. In the evening, he will still be in service. Amen. I always ask myself, why are people like that? Amen. Now, let me say it this way, and I'm being very blunt. If he had been coming, I'm sure that he will not be in that position. Amen. Now, let me explain something. It's not every time that things are like that. But in that case, I am saying it is like that. Amen. 
So that's the wrong motivation. So that people with wrong motivation don't have the right motivation. Don't have the right motivation. Just because you have small money, you start mistreating people around you. Maybe you have someone you used to assist. You start treating them anyhow. Amen. Talk to them anyhow. I heard of a Christian woman that doesn't give egg to her house help. He said, eggs are not for house helps. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. And I asked, do, do you eat egg? He said, yes. So, what is wrong if the house help eats egg? Praise the Lord. It matters how you treat people. Amen. Did you hear me? It matters how you treat people. If you're going to rise in life, you must learn to honor people. You must learn to honor people. You must learn to honor people. So you see somebody, he's, he's just assistant supervisor. He has not become the supervisor. He's the assistant supervisor. Amen. <laughs> but you need to see how he's treating people. When he, he was less than that, nobody treated him that way. Amen. But he's the assistant supervisor. Listen, if you're born again, don't act that way. Praise God. Don't act that way. Don't be like that security man that is at the gate of that company. And he's just at the gate. But he's more brutal than the managing director. People that talk like this, and if you're here, don't talk that way. Go and tell other guy he will not even do anything. Anybody that talks like that, huh? Mark them. Just mark them. You know what I mean by mark? Mark means observe them over time. Amen. Just observe them over time. Eh? I'm, this is my own office. I'm the guy here. <laughs> As the MD is MD in this office, me, I'm the MD here. <laughs> Go and tell MD. What they don't know is that God positioned them at that gate. To meet destiny help us. Glory to God. They don't understand those things. That as they are that gate. Showing honor and respect to people. That they will meet. That's not where they are supposed to end. Anybody that acts like that. Is saying this is my end. Anybody that treats people like that. That's what happens. That's what they are saying. This is my end. I want to ask you a question. Where you are. Is that the highest place you want to be in life? No, no, answer me. Is that the highest place you want to be in life? Listen to me. From today, treat people around you right. Treat them well. Treat them well. Treat them well. There are some people, because they are ogre or madam, this is the way they treat people that work with them. You understand that? That's where they treat people. You see a married man. You're a single lady. 
a married man because he is your junior in the office. Go, come, go, come, go, come. Sure, run! <laughs> and the man is running. And you are laughing. <laughs> you derive joy in humiliating people. That's a wrong attitude. Glory to God. That's a wrong attitude. Or you just want to prove to people that you are the boss. Now, I know there are difficult people we work with. We all work with difficult people from time to time. That sometimes you have to put your foot down to get things done. But that's different. That's different. Have the right motivation for leadership. Amen. Have the right motivation for the platforms that God gives to you. If all of us here will receive what I've just said to you, this year 2019 will be significantly different for you. It will be. It will be. Someone's complaining to me. Oh, Pastor, do you know this person is not greeting me? I say, greet him now. If he's not greeting you, you greet him. Say, <laughs> and not greeting. you greet him. Praise God. I greet him. So, what's that? I greet, I, uh, good morning. Sometimes my children come out, I'm the one that greets them. Good morning. I greet them. I, I'm teaching them to greet, but I greet them. He said he does not know that he was born in. February. I was born in January. My own is 31st January. His own is 1st February. They will not respect me. You know, there are people that are very conscious of age. Listen, age is nonsense. So. Did you hear me? Listen, I believe in honoring people, but let me explain something to you. If you are someone that is so attached to age, you will expire very soon. Praise God. Yeah, let me tell you, you expire very soon. You're so conscious of age. You know, like you're in church here now. You know, um, they are doing membership school, for example. Then you just see someone, young person, please come this way, sit down here. And I say, eh, how old is this person that wants to teach me now? <laughs> you know how life is? There's an age you will get to. People younger than you will tell you what to do. Amen. So if you are stuck up with age, imagine a 60-year-old, a 70-year-old man goes to the hospital and then the doctor is 30. Alright? The doctor says, lie down, sir. He says, yeah, I'll dream it to lie down. I'm not lying down. Oh, I'm in pain. He says, lie down. Uh, I will not lie down for you. Do you know, doctor? Go and call him. You will die, you. You go to the bank. Who will you meet? All your mates that are 70, they, are, they, are, they cannot be in the back again. Amen. So why will you start a law or a rule that you will not, you, you will not sustain until you, are, you, you, you go from this world? Are you understanding me? Why will you start a rule for yourself that you can't sustain? Praise the Lord. So stop that. Respect people because of the quality of their character. Amen. 
not their age. What about those that are now married women? All these single girls will not understand that all of us now are married women. No. <laughs> when did you marry? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> when did you get married? <laughs> so somebody will not rest again because you are married. No, don't think like that. Don't think like that. Don't think like that. Let your mind open. Hallelujah. Let your mind open. Anything you have become and someone else becomes that, it doesn't make you any less. Amen. It doesn't make you any less. It's just like someone becomes a father and then he feels because he's not a father, he can disrespect his own father. You know they are put like that. Because you are not a father. You feel you can disrespect your father. What you forgot is that the moment you became a father, he became grandfather. If you vex, become grandfather. He becomes great grandfather. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so, you get the point? So, you have to understand that. Lastly, those that have, you see, a brother that is very humble. My brother, oh God, I salute you. I'm your, I'm your boy. I salute you. I'm a boy. I'm your man. I'm loyal. You know those languages that those people I'm loyal. I'm loyal. Then by and by, something just happened. Boom! 1.3 million enter his account. 1.3. It's always one kind of figure like that. <laughs> that Sunday, that Sunday, when he came to church, as he's entering, nobody knew that he got 1.3 million. No? <laughs> but as he entered church, he stood in front of the door. I did not see him. <laughs> I did not see him. When the usher said, um, this way, say, hey, don't usher me the way you ushered me last Sunday. <laughs> Levels have changed. <laughs> That's foolishness. Oh. Amen. That's foolishness. That 1.3 million is a test. Amen. It's a test of character. Are you listening to me? It's a test. Don't feel it. Amen. It's a test. It's a test. I tell ministers of the gospel, there's what we call temporary success. It, something will just happen first. It's how you manage it that will determine what will happen next. Rise on your feet everywhere. Lift your right hand and pray for yourself for the right motivation. The right motivation. The right motivation. It's the right motivation that makes you that... As you're hearing this message, you are receiving it rather than saying, Oh, is it me they're talking about? Is it not me they're talking about? That's not the, the right motivation is to receive the message. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you, the message,
Amen.